0: Welcome, everybody! Thank you again for joining me on this next episode of the Lime Boss Podcast. Hello, I'm Heather Gray, aka the Lime Boss. Are you living? Are you a frustrated professional living with you know uh, embarrassing gut issues, or chronic widespread pain, or brain fog? could it be undiagnosed Lyme disease? It was with me. Um, So we dig in deeper with this podcast now for just folks with Lyme disease, but all kinds of other like mystery, autoimmune, mold, like nothing's really off topic here. And anything that we talk about for Lyme can actually be typically used for other mystery illnesses. So just because uh, it says Lyme on the podcast, don't tune out because you're going to learn lots. I guarantee it. And definitely from my next guest here, Miss Emily, uh, she's a chiropractor who I met at a networking event, and she just right off the bat just blew my brain away. Love the work that she's doing in this world. Love the heart that she's showing up with. And the, you know, the title today is how to work out without burnout with an autoimmune disease, and that's a huge topic that I cover with my clients all the time. And I don't think it's being talked about enough because too many folks are still in that old mantra of, you know, got to exercise all the burn, all the calories, but they don't realize that if you've got a chronic illness, right. And if you've been sick with an autoimmune, that that can actually be very counterproductive. So I want to jump in with Emily and have her first off. Welcome Emily. Yay. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so
1: much for having me. An honor to be here.
0: Yay. So much fun. And then too, let's start off with a little bit of your background. Like what got you into talking about this type of stuff? Because I found that most of us have a bit of a story to tell.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So I've been a chiropractor since 2007 and I was pregnant with my firstborn in 2016 and all the new mom symptoms, everyone just tells you that's normal. normal. Your exhaustion, hair falling out difficulty losing weight, brain fog. Totally normal.
0: Right. It's a mom brain.
1: Yeah. And 18 months postpartum, I was like, this cannot be my new norm. I feel like death. This cannot be my life. I cannot go on like this. And went the conventional route of primary care, endocrinologists actually saw two different functional medicine doctors. And then I've met my current doctor, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She took a ton of blood work. She's like, girl, you have an autoimmune condition. Your thyroid antibodies are off the charts. You have everything walking you towards Hashimoto's. And she's like, it's great that we caught it now because we caught it early. And if you catch it early enough, about 20% of women can go into remission. So let's start making changes. And I think for a lot of us, it takes the darkest depth of our autoimmune diagnosis. And I know you've experienced that as well. Where you're like, I don't care what you tell me, I will do it. There's no oh, rumination, there's no hemming and hawing. So she's like, great. So elimination diet, gluten free, dairy free, alcohol free, uh, protein forward approach because that is Dr. Gabrielle Lyon's way as a protein. I didn't approach. know
0: that's who you worked with. Like how cool yeah. are you? Like she's a freaking superstar. Like I, she's incredible. I saw yeah. her at Low Carb USA and oh yeah, I didn't realize she was local.
1: She's not local. She's not (laughs) local. Okay. Yeah, no, she was. So this was when I lived in New York city. So I had Ah. a practice, I had a team and then I had kids to take care of. So, you know, I was just burning the candle at both ends, you know, trying to work 12 hour days and trying to wake up in the morning and see my kids or try and put them to bed at night. And obviously an element of adrenal (laughs) dysregulation, dysfunction, and, you know, just started to take the steps. So. Changed my diet, um, hired some staff to help treat patients. Nice. Um, and some of the things was insulin resistance, mold exposure, which I didn't know about, I had no clue about at that time, and parasitic infection. And luckily, with the help of Gabrielle, um, and also changing my lifestyle of wanting to overtrain to lose weight and really trying to do it smarter instead of harder, uh, went into remission in probably early 2018. It definitely took nine months just to feel better, like just to get my energy back, which I think for some women be like, wow, that's a long time, which really isn't. Um, And probably like a good year and a half to go into remission. And then luckily through my second pregnancy in 2019, stayed in remission because having a flare up of your autoimmune condition is super common through pregnancy because pregnancy is a stressor and I've been in remission ever since. And I check my labs probably every four to six months and still do a lot of the stuff that I implemented with Gabrielle. So very lucky to a founder. We're dear friends. Our second kids are 18 days apart. So we're roommates, but <laughs> it was, it was really a journey and it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse, you know, it sucks to go through it, but I felt so terrible, I was like, there's no way this is what my life looks like. I could start a sentence and I couldn't finish it, which is a very <laughs> predicament when you're seeing patients. <laughs> and you're like, this is your treatment plan. And I just forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. so um, so yeah. And out of that was, you know, this idea of, you know, in wanting to lose weight, the baby weight. Because both pregnancies and both pregnancies were very different. The first one, I was just like, Pounding fried chicken and Arnold Palmer's. And the second one, I was very conscious. Like I went from probably 140 to 185 for both, 190. And at both pregnancies, kind of got stuck in terms of my weight loss around like 170, 165. So um the first pregnancy, the desire was move more, eat less, right? Calories in, burn more calories. And I was doing that. I was like the epitome of move more, eat less. I would have a coffee and croissant for breakfast. I would work through lunch. I wouldn't eat, which is terrible, you know, for the adrenals oh, yeah. and the hormones.
0: Your blood sugar is already. Oh spread. yeah. Like, I, I was can't... like
1: crashing at two every day. And then for <laughs> dinner it was steak and broccoli, like a little piece of steak and broccoli. And then I was trying to do two spin classes back to back, or I'd go to soul cycle and I'd walk across the street and go to Barry's camp. So trying to get like 90 minutes of high intensity interval training
0: Good. and I
1: like couldn't lose weight. So I know there are some very fierce people out there that are like calories in calories are out that all that matter. And they do matter, but so does gut health. So does environmental load. So it you know, the inflammatory load in your body and out of that, and also co-treating patients with Gabrielle in New York city. So she had, you know, her functional medicine practice and my practice was a couple blocks away, focusing on rehab and strength and pain, getting people out of pain. And we would just co-treat people. And she would send, she would do all the functional medicine stuff. And she's like, I need them to get strong. And I need their joints not to hurt. I was like, great. So saw a lot of autoimmune women through that process and certain trends came up.
0: So actually, so, hold on. before yeah. we start diving in too deep, I want to go, I want to go back a little bit because I love what you said about hitting rock bottom and how you were very, you know, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And I remember being the same way. I I remember asking my coach when I was going through FDN, you know, if they told me to jump, I asked how high because that's where I was in my journey. I'm finding some of the folks that I'm working with these days would rather shoot the messenger, right. (laughs) And actually kind of do the work. Like, have you, what, what is your take on that?
1: Yeah. I think those people haven't hit rock bottom deep enough, dark enough, or their new norm is so accepted and they don't, there's, you know, there's definitely a disassociation from what's going on in the head to what we're feeling in our body that they are just maybe so disassociated that they don't know how bad they feel. Like I was like crashing it to the end of a Monday felt like the end of a week in terms of fatigue. Um, every time I ate my tongue hurt, I had hormonal eczema on my hand, like I was having a histamine intolerance. And so I think for people who are resistant I think, yeah, there's definitely an element of fear of, is this going to work? Is this going to be too hard? And I think at the end of the day, you kind of, you're like, this is like no more, like this cannot be my life. And maybe some people haven't hit that. I also think, you know, this concept of like, get motivated, especially when we're fatigued,
0: Mm. whether
1: it's from Lyme disease, which is completely debilitating or from an autoimmune condition. I think trying to muster up motivation is like, it's like trying to get water from a dry well. So I'm a big believer in creating momentum, like doing little things every day to start to walk that path of feeling better. So I'm always like momentum over motivation. And so I think I for people who are ruminating a lot, like, should I eat this croissant? Should I not? I should really be glu-? Like if you take action, the rumination... Goes away and that chronic cycle, right? Because rumination and inaction can lead to chronic stress. Mm -hmm. Taking action, even if it's the wrong action,
0: absolutely is
1: like so much better than kind of sitting in this swirl of thinking and overthinking.
0: Crazy. Yeah. I remember back after I had my kid and I would do a spin class. And then I would come home and sleep for two and a half hours. Oh, and my ex-husband yeah. at the time was like, I thought extra supplies was supposed to energize you. I'm like, I thought so too. Like I, I would come home and just, just hit a wall. It was horrible. So I'm, I'm like I said, this is why I, I was loving when I saw the topic of your conversation. I'm like, yeah. yes, this needs to be talked about because there's still so many women who are killing themselves in the gym and they're only making matters worse, right? So I love, love, love. Let's talk, You so you said- you were helping with the pain and the joint stuff. So dive a little deeper into that part of the journey.
1: Yeah. So especially with a thyroid issue, like Hashimoto's where there's a hypothyroid component and underactive thyroid, every single cell in our body needs thyroid hormone, including our joints and our muscle tissue. And when we're underactive, those places aren't getting enough thyroid hormone and they'll ache and they'll ache like all the time. And will be, you know, from your finger all the way down to your toe, which that should be a red flag or Mm -hmm. bilateral pain. Like if you have knee pain in one knee and there's like a clear mechanism of injury, okay. If you have bilateral knee pain and it came out of nowhere, like that's a red flag. Something systemic is going on and needs to be further explored. Like people don't just have like bilateral knee pain. So started to just work with more women and just found these trends. And some of the trends were a very large population was Hypermobile, so like joint hypermobility, tissue laxity. A lot of them were experiencing dysautonomia, like kind of like low grade POTS, where they feel like if they move suddenly, like if they get off the table suddenly, they're going to faint. Like their blood pressure can't keep up with their movement. And a lot of them were kind of in their low back, had like banana back, hyperlordosis, really tight in their mid back, and then like tight at the base of their skull in the back. And Um, I think a lot of them were assuming, Hey, can I get a massage? Can I get an adjustment and like be on my way?
0: Right.
1: And if you have joint hypermobility, no, you can't do that. Like no amount of stretching or a chiropractic adjustment, which is like the ultimate release of a joint is going to allow stability of the joint, right? You need to create like joint integrity through lifting weights with amazing form. And so part of that process was teaching women how to breathe, teaching them how to stabilize their core properly, and then teaching them good form. And, you know, most women uh, probably think, engage their core by sucking up and in, drawing the belly button in, skinning up the waistline. And that's great for like a Pilates reformer, but not great when you pick up a weight, you'll compress the joints in the back a lot. So part of the process was teaching them that, taking them through a strength training routine in a certain programmed manner so that they're not sleeping 2 hours after a spin class and then having the functional medicine doctor work on all the things going on the inside so like insulin resistance you know managing their thyroid hormones and you know starting to dig into environmental triggers
0: Absolutely. Isn't it crazy to think, like, I remember back in the day being a kid, you know, if somebody was hypermobile, you know, and had double joints, double jointed, right? We always thought that was kind of cool. And it was some sort of like circus freak act. But now we're starting to find out that no, that's actually tied to a lot of autoimmune stuff, like inflammatory stuff. And that if you are hypermobile, that it's a symptom, it's actually a sign of kind of something bigger going on. So I love that you brought that point up. Um, Right now is actually a really great time to pause for commercial. We'll be right back. Get high naturally. The number one best-selling sauna blanket helps detox your body, boost your mood, burn calories and get glowing skin, reduce pain naturally, have better muscle recovery and so much more. Don't have time to go to the sauna at the gym or the funds to build one in your own home? Well, this is the next best thing. If you have Lyme, mold, autoimmune issues or other chronic health issues, this is an absolute game changer for you. Get all the benefits of a amazing sauna in your own home. See how to speed up your own healing journey. I will never be without a sauna blanket in my life. It's easy. Want to get yours? Go to my website, limeboss.com That's the, L-Y-M-E-B-O-S-S dot com. Go to the resource section, click higher dose sauna blanket and get 10% off of yours today. Don't wait. Start now. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you enjoyed that first part, and then now we're gonna dive a little deeper into how you can work out uh, with an autoimmune condition without burning yourself out further. So we were just left off talking about double jointedness, right, and how you were working on stabilizing that joint, and how that actually can be a symptom of of something bigger going on. Can you dive a little deeper into that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any research on it. I usually check PubMed every week, but From my clinical observation, a large handful of women with autoimmune conditions have a lack of tissue integrity, joint hypermobility, need that joint integration. And, um, you know, I think the most commonly known one is Erler Danlos, where it's like people are like walking down the street and dislocate their shoulder. Like it is very, very debilitating and eventually leads to sometimes people ending up in a wheelchair because they can't regulate their blood pressure. And, you know, the connective tissue around their vasculature doesn't have the integrity to like pump the blood from their legs back up to the heart. But, you know, in my process, it was giving women the tools to learn how to stabilize their core properly and then teaching them the form of how to pick up a weight. And it's not, you know, I never taught three sets of 15 or three sets of 12, which you'll hear kind of like from a maybe more beginner trainer. It's lower reps, heavier weights. So you're still getting the stimulus of the muscle tissue and then rest breaks that a normal lifting person would know like a power lifter, Olympic lifter, but the general population doesn't know. So like taking 60 seconds, 90 seconds up to two minute break for if you're lifting even heavier, you know, people take five minute breaks between sets, totally normal, but with boutique fitness and group fitness class. No one wants to like stand around and like, like right, even right, a minute right. feels like a long time if you haven't right. done it, but it's a great way to reset the nervous system and allow yourself to recover and allow for heart rate recovery. So that when you pick up the weight again, you're, you're, you're adding a stressor to the body. You're putting yourself in the sympathetic state, but then you can use your rest break to put you back into the parasympathetic. So I'll have women sing or hum or try and extend their exhale to twice as long as their inhale. So you're almost using your workout as like nervous system regulation. You're using it to maintain your muscle. And there's re- to me, there's really no downside to having more muscle tissue, right? There's so many benefits. Muscle tissue secretes proteins called myokines that help regulate our nervous system. Sorry, not our nervous system, our immune system, as well as our hormones Uh, It helps with like excess glucose, It helps turnover of our thyroid hormones, gives us more energy, more muscle we have, the more mitochondria we have, which then means more energy. So there's no really downfall. So I like to frame how we move our body with an autoimmune condition around, let's like we have a finite amount of energy, right? We are a special breed. We only have so much energy. Let's make our workout very efficient and very effective. And we're going to do that by focusing on the muscle tissue and feeding it appropriately with optimal protein and resistance training in a way where there's proper recovery and we're not just totally tanking ourselves out. Because I think culturally, we think a good workout is red in the face, like full body sweat. There's like a puddle of sweat around us and we're like laying on the floor and like that should be happening six days a week to be healthy, which- is not. And the people, you know, as we age, especially the women who go through menopause, we know that less is more, like working out smarter, not harder necessarily. So, yeah. So that was kind of the birth of my online program, Thyroid Strong, because there were women reaching out to me outside of New York. And I was like, well, you come to New York. They're like, we can't, like, <laughs>
0: uh, I just like, love how you that habit stacking like you talked about resetting the nervous system right yeah in between the sets like that's freaking huge like I uh, that's you know most of these people with these chronic illnesses right they're stuck in that fight or flight and that's one of the biggest yeah. things that I work with them on is getting that vagus nerve you know out of parasympathetic or out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic right no more tiger chasing you Right. right, because we can't heal in that state. So how beautiful that you're bringing in humming and breath work during the pauses in between the breaks. Like, I mean, in between the sets. Like, that's I'm I'm just so excited to try that. So, like,
1: when you typically teach nervous system regulation, it is not with the immediate stressor in front of you, right? Like, you're kind of like trying to prep it, right? And then you're hoping that all that prep work—it's kind of like meditation. You're hoping all that meditation instills. Something such that when you do confront a stressor, you have the tools and you show up with those tools. Like that could happen. It cannot happen. You could default back to like fight or flight or freeze. So why not use a stressor, like lifting a weight and then use the nervous system regulation tools during the break. Like it's such a beautiful place to like calm the heartbeat, calm the breath, calm the nervous system. And then, so you know, the, the, the high performers of the world go in, like they confront stress, they step into it, they don't avoid it. And then they drop into that calm state very quickly. They don't like ruminate and hang out at this like high stress state, right? Mm-hmm. If they have to have a difficult conversation, they're not like, Oh, I'll do it in the morning. They're like, great, let's do it right now. Right. And then they drop back in. So why not use your exercise as a similar way? Cause lifting a weight is a stressor, right? It's, Inflammatory, and then from the rest breaks, there is an anti inflammatory component to it. So, um, and that was kind of just a natural progression because everyone I was seeing in New York was super amped up, and everyone needed to like come into the <laughs> office and just like well, let's have a oh, nice. Yeah, like let's have a nice long <laughs> exhale before we start any rehab or anything at
0: all. <laughs> love it. So that's where it kind of that nice out of. Voice. I could totally see that of like, <laughs> all right, we're going to calm you down first. We're gonna calm calm me you down. down. I, yeah. love it. I love it. I could totally hear you doing meditation. <laughs> You've got such an awesome voice.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> so so yeah. about your online program, like how does that work?
1: Yeah, so there's two versions one cuz i found that the women of with an autoimmune condition are on a spectrum and the spectrum is one end is more deconditioned maybe walks like 2 3000 steps a day has never touched a weight they kind of are scared of weights fear injuring themselves and maybe their main form of workout has been like walking which i'm i'm like a huge walker i love walking or maybe something more gentle they've been told to do low impact Pilates, yoga, chair, stretching, whatever, swimming. So like, how do you meet those women where they're at? Because the other end of the spectrum is these women who are type A perfectionists have been doing CrossFit six days a week. And you need to be like, "Who, let's like tone it down. <laughs> so if you take those two ends, how do you like, I feel like there's kind of this Goldilocks sweet spot. And for the women who haven't touched a weight, you got to work them up a little slower, slower progression. So they're not like, you know, like holding on to a bar as they like try to sit on the toilet because their quads are so sore. <laughs> you don't. Oh, no one wants to be that, that sore. <laughs> yeah, like soreness is good. That soreness five days later, not so great. No. Um, and then you know the people who are more CrossFitty type A, like go go go, or maybe whatever ultra marathoners. They're like, I don't feel like I'm getting a workout. So, like, how do you kind of meet both ends of the spectrum? So, there's a beginner program that's twelve weeks. And then there's more of an intermediate program for women who've touched a weight before. And the whole goal is to like, give them the tools, give them a breath, give them, teach them how to brace their core Mm -hmm. and then give them the form to lift. And all the moves are functional. Like they would have carry over to, you know, picking up your bag, carrying your groceries, functional moves, like squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull, deadlift. So that like, if they one day want to go do whatever F45, Orange Theory, like they have the knowledge of how to move their body in a way that doesn't injure them, especially since they're a little more prone to joint pain and muscle aches. Right. Um, I try by the last couple of weeks to start to work into drills for kettlebell swings so that they have a tool to get their heart rate up. Because these women are like, I used to run. I love the endorphins. Like, I don't run anymore. So, like, how can we get their heart rate up, get them breathing heavy, to kind of give them that, like, runner's high. Ooh, ooh, la la, sensation. So, by the last couple weeks, we're working up to kettlebell swings. Not like, hey, a minute and a half. Like, it's literally like two. Park the bell. (laughs) Wow. And a lot of women at the beginning of the program are like no way I'm doing kettlebell swings. Like I know it's in there. And then by the end, they're doing kettlebell swings and they love it. And we're working on form and um, every week there's a live so that I can, so people can bring their questions of form. And then the that's like 80% of the program. And then the other percent that I'm really proud of is the 20%, which is all these interviews with different functional medicine docs talking on different things, contributing to Hashimoto's That if someone only saw their primary care or only saw their endocrinologist, they have no clue. They're like, gut health is related to Hashimoto's. Right. Lyme's disease is a trigger for Hashimoto's, you know? Absolutely. So interview different functional medicine docs on that, just so women have the education that when they do see their doctor, they can ask better questions. So, like, I just had a call with someone yesterday. She's 26, diagnosed with Hashimoto's when she was 18, which is Whoa. way younger than most women, right? Most women are yes. like perimenopause, menopause. Her TSH, I think was like 3.2. It was the only marker checked. She, But also thyroid antibodies were checked, which is kind of weird that only those two has elevated thyroid antibodies. I think her one of them was like 186. Oof. And her doctor's like, let's just wait till like your thyroid, your TSH is high enough that you need to medicate. And it like breaks my heart because this is someone who's young, could literally right. take steps in her lifestyle and how she's eating and kind of digging into gut health and environmental triggers to put it into remission. Like she's like a great potential for remission and her doctor her endo like, let's just wait till it gets in. She's not on medication and she's exhausted. She feels terrible. So, you know, we had a call, but all the information's in the course as well. I'm like, Okay you did elimination diet. She literally was telling me she had a histamine reaction to water. I was like, Ooh, that's an overactive immune system right there. Right. And like, let's start to like in an ideal world, you would walk this path and this is what it would look like. She's like, okay. Like, so I think I don't know of any other workout course that has a functional medicine piece. And I don't know any functional medicine course that has a workout piece. So it's kind of the marriage of those two, because I really truly think that women need both pieces.
0: Absolutely. Like you can, absolutely.
1: you can That's supplement all day.
0: And I was like, oh, I need to have you on because nobody else is talking about this except for, I mean, the other FDNs will talk about it, but then they're they're not specializing in it. Most of them aren't, you know, so that this is beautiful.
1: I mean, every, yeah, I mean, we've gone to lots of functional forums, functional medicine forums. Like you ask a very well-trained functional medicine doctor who does not look like they work out. <laughs> <laughs> what workout do you recommend for your autoimmune patients and they go whatever one they're gonna do okay oh, like God. well that's like having a standard that's really low
0: right, yeah,
1: right. but could that recommendation be so much better Absolutely. yes yeah so um so and I and I believe like I don't care how many protocols you do and supplements and I am like I love my supplements and my protocols but like, If you're not feeding your muscle tissue and stimulating the body in that way and getting strong, you're not gonna have energy. Like I, the amount of energy you can have from like lifting a weight and the endorphins and the mental clarity can literally shift in like 20 minutes of a workout. Absolutely. So I think for women to heal, I think both need to be addressed. And I and I'm sure you experience this with clients, like. I think being told don't do too much, take it easy can default us into this victim mentality. Mm. And I'm like, we like birth babies. We're like the most robust beings on earth. Yet We just have an autoimmune condition and we need to address all those internal workings of, you know, optimizing our thyroid hormones, maybe sex hormones, whatever it may be. But you know lifting a weight in a way that is well programmed is totally doable and i know um like i have someone who's going through like breast cancer radiation treatment chemo and she still lifts weights and i know everyone's experience is different and i'm not saying for someone who doesn't do that they're they're weak but i think starting to challenge our capacity not in these big giant leaps that are grandiose but challenging our capacity, like little, like exercise snacks or like microdosing our workouts. So I think we're stronger than we think we are, especially when we have an autoimmune condition, especially when the messaging is like, take it easy. And there's a time and place, especially if you're like adrenals are tanked out, which I've been there. So that that's, I'm a little bit of like a tough love kind of gal, <laughs> Like there's no ruminations, like gluten-free, we're gluten-free, but I know that's (laughs) not everyone, Uh, but I think, yeah. But I think as we start to walk the steps and just like baby steps, like do 10 minutes, see if you feel better. If you feel better, keep going. If you feel worse, go take that nap that your body was like kind of wanting. So yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, so this is the shameless plug time of the show. So where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So Dr. Emily Kybird across all platforms. Um, and then my course is called thyroid strong and I have a podcast called thyroid strong to bring on great people like you to share the messages and all the different things that contribute to Hashimoto's that maybe women don't get from their conventional docs. So
0: absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yes. I was a guest on her show. Um, I don't, when does that come out
1: soon? Sometime this summer.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. about two, three months out right now myself. Ooh, as as good one coming out. Yeah, I was even <laughs> pumping two out a week to try to get caught up, and um, but that was a lot of work. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so awesome. I love, love, love these conversations with you because I'm a fellow tough love type of person myself. And let's let's go direct. Let's get this done. Let's stop wasting time because you can do it. Um, So, yeah, I appreciate when I meet another sister in this space, you know, saying the same thing, but differently, right? Because it's all, it's all connected. So, um, yeah, in an ideal world, I'd love to have like someone like you and then maybe a therapist and then, you know, somebody else kind of on a, on a dream team, right? Where people can come in and pay like one price and then they have access to all of them because it's really all needed. You know, uh, they say it takes a village to raise a child. I think it takes a village to help get somebody over Right as you heard Dr. Emily's story, she didn't do this by herself. You know, she had amazing other people she worked with. So, don't give up. There is hope, right? Is hope. And yeah. you are stronger than what you what, what than what what you think you are. So, yeah. Um, have a healthy day. Stay tuned. Thank you. You too. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. Even if you found one little piece of inspiring nugget in it, this is how we change people's lives. This is how people get better. This is how people get hope. So please make sure that you are liking, sharing, and subscribing. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're not going to want to miss it. And while you're at it, head to my website, thelimeboss.com, and make sure you download your free video series, Real Cooking for Real Life. Learn amazing, delicious meals in 20 minutes or less. Learn why and how we cook certain things that are toxin-free, free of contaminants, and and how to get a delicious, healthy meal under 20 minutes. You're not going to want to miss out. That's thelineboss.com.